With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, it was a good day for us on the podcast yesterday. We go three and one on Major League Baseball, and that brings our Major League Baseball record year to date in the playoffs to four, three, and one. So we're back on the plus side. We cashed a golf play, so that was good. The only difficult thing for us is Stanford came up a little bit short. Uh, They did not cover against Arizona State. No offense in the second half there last night. That was a little unusual. But uh, for the day anyway, we win $182.70, and we'll take that going into Sunday. It is a college football Saturday, so if you're here for the college football card, I hate to tell you, you're in the wrong spot. Go back to yesterday's podcast, and we break down our 10 college football games that'll be going off today. But on this podcast today, we're going to get to baseball in a moment, but we're going to start with the National Football League. Seven games on the card. We are 20 and seven these last three Sundays on the National Football League. So let's see if we can keep the trend going and keep momentum going uh, and cash some tickets again. So here we go. We're going to lead off across the pond, the Jets and the Falcons. Oh, those guys are getting lucky in London. What a game they get. Uh, Both teams are one and three straight up. Both teams are one and three against the spread. The Jets are three and one to the under. They lost to Carolina 19-14. Lost to New England, 25-6. Lost to Denver, 26-0. And then somehow, someway, last week, they upset Tennessee in overtime, 27-24. Meanwhile, the Falcons, 2-2 two two on the total. They lost to Philadelphia, 32-6. They lost at Tampa Bay, 48-25. They beat the New York football Giants, 17-14. And then lost in a shootout last week to Washington, 34-30. No Ridley for Atlanta. Not sure why he's not making the trip. Still not sold on this Jets offense. They're still only averaging 11.75 points per game. Eight of the last 10 games in London have gone under this total. And most of them had much better offenses. Don't know if it's a jet lag. Don't know if it's the environment. Not sure. But we're going to play the Jets and the Falcons to go under the 45 and a half. That's our leadoff game. Next up, we go to... Carolina, where the Panthers take on Philadelphia. We do not expect Christian McCaffrey to play this week. He is listed as doubtful. So as we handicap this game, we did factor that in. Panthers, 3-1 and one straight up, 3-1 and one against the spread. They beat the New York Jets, 19-14. Beat New Orleans, 26-7. Beat Houston, 24-9. And then last week, they ran into a buzzsaw in Dallas, 36-28. Looking at their wins now in hindsight, Looks to be a little light on the resume. Meanwhile, the Eagles are one and three straight up, one and three against the spread. They beat Atlanta in the opener, 32 to six. They lost 17-11 to San Francisco, lost to Dallas 41-21, and then played a tough game last week against Kansas City, losing 42 to 30. They played a much tougher schedule. The Eagles this year have been a dog now in five of five games. Regardless of the schedule, I'm still going to play Carolina minus the three. So Panthers minus three over the Eagles. 
Then, in a game that was made for me, Pittsburgh and Denver. The Steelers, 1-3 and three straight up, 1-3 and three against the spread, 4-0 and oh to the under. They beat Buffalo, 23-16. Lost at Las Vegas, or lost to Las Vegas at home, 26-16. Lost 24-10 to 10 to Cincinnati, and lost at Green Bay, 27-17. The Broncos, 3-1 and one straight up, 3-1 and one against the spread, 4-0 and oh to the under. They beat the Giants. 27-13, beat Jacksonville, 23-13, beat the Jets, 26-0, and lost last week to Baltimore, 23-7. Finally, a total under 40. It had to happen. These two teams, 8-0 to the under combined, and their five of their eight games played so far would have still gone under this total. Now, with these two defenses getting to play each other, I'm still going to take the under. We're going Steelers and Broncos in an ugly slobber knocker under the 39 and a half. Next up on the card, we got a Houston. I don't know about this total. It is Houston and New England under 39 and a half. The Texans, one and three straight up, two and two against the spread, two and two on the total. Post tie rod, though, both games have gone under. This year, they beat Jacksonville 37 21, lost to Cleveland 31 21. Lost to Carolina 24 to 9, and then got crushed at Buffalo last week in the rain 40 to nothing. Meanwhile, the Patriots are 1 and 3 straight up, 2 and 2 against the spread. They are 4 and 0 oh this year to the under. They lost to Miami 17 16, beat the New York Jets 25 to 6, lost to New Orleans 28 13, and lost to Tampa last week in the emotional Sunday night game 1917. I can see a Patriots letdown after the emotional game last week. Plus, they're going to lose most of their offensive line, it appears. David Mills is going to improve for the Texans, but I hope he waits another week to find it. Three of four New England games would have gone under this total. One of two David Mills games would have gone under this total. Limited margin of error, but I think we can still squeak it under the number one more time. We're going Texans and Patriots under the 39 and a half. It's rare you're going to see two totals under 40, and we're going to play both of the unders, but we're doing it this week in those two games. Now we get to some sides here. Cowboys, we're going to play minus seven against the Giants. The Giants got a win last week. They're not going to win two in a row. Giants, one and three straight up, two and two against the spread. They lost 27-13 to Denver in the opener, lost 30-29 to to Washington, lost 17-14 versus Atlanta, and beat New Orleans last week, 27-21. Meanwhile, the Cowboys are for real, 3-1 and one straight up, 4-0 and oh against the number. They lost at Tampa Bay, 31-29. They upset the Chargers, 20-17. They crushed Philadelphia, 41-21. And then they hung on last week against Carolina, 36-28. Cowboy number is climbing, but I can't stop trailing them when they play New York. I'll lay the seven on the Cowboys. And you'll see the trend there. I am not afraid. I'm going to trail the trend versus fading the trend. So like the Steelers and Broncos, 4-0 to the under, I'm going to keep riding the under. Even though you could say, hey, the overs due for these teams. Totals going lower and lower each week. Until it goes the wrong way, I'm going to keep trailing it. Same with the Cowboys. They're 4-0 against the spread. I'm going to keep playing them until they lose against the spread anyway. Next up on the card, it's the Chargers, minus two against the Browns. The Browns are 3-1 and one straight up, 3-1 and one against the spread. They lost 33-29 at Kansas City, beat Houston 31-21, and 
beat Chicago 26 to 6 and won a hard fought battle in Minnesota this past week, 14 to 7. Meanwhile, the Chargers are three and one straight up, three and one against the spread. They beat Washington in the opener, 20 to 16, lost to Dallas, 20 to 17, won at Kansas City, 30 to 24, and then dominated the Raiders on Monday night, 28 to 14. Cleveland will likely have a little letdown, a road trip to Minnesota and LA. You kind of go into that mentally saying you need one win. They got it last week at Minnesota. So I think they have a little letdown this week. Meanwhile, I really like this Charger team and will gladly play him anytime at home favored by less than a field goal. I don't expect to see it ever again this season. Grab it and run with it. Chargers minus two over Cleveland. And then to wrap up our card, we're going to go with the Chiefs minus two and a half against the Bills. Chiefs are two and two straight up, one and three against the number. They beat Cleveland 33-26. They lost at Baltimore 36-35. They lost against the Chargers at home 30-24. And then they went to Philadelphia last week and won 42-30. Meanwhile, the Bills are three and one straight up, three and one against the spread. They lost 23-16 to Pittsburgh. They won at Miami 35-0. They beat Washington 43-21 and they crushed Houston 40 to nothing. Impressive scores for Buffalo, but the wins were against Pittsburgh, or excuse me, against Miami, Washington, and Houston, loss against Pittsburgh. I don't see any of them as playoff teams. Meanwhile, the Chiefs have already lost a home game this year. I don't expect them to to see them losing two. They have likely played three quality playoff teams in Cleveland, Baltimore, and LA. Chiefs favored by less than a field goal. Patrick Mahomes at quarterback? Yes and yes. I'll take my chances on that. Give me the Chiefs, minus two and a half against the Bills. So there it is. That is your seven-pack on the National Football League. Let's recap it one more time. We're playing three totals under the number. Jets and Falcons under 45 and a half. Pittsburgh and Denver under 39 and a half. Houston and New England under 39 and a half. We're playing the Panthers, minus three against Philadelphia. The Cowboys, minus seven against the Giants. The Chargers, minus two against the Browns. And the Chiefs, minus two and a half against the Bills. Little chalky there, a little nervous. We'll see how the card goes this week. Now, let's quickly shift to Major League Baseball. Three and one once again yesterday, and hoping to get a couple today as well. We're going to lead off with the Braves at the Brewers. Max Freed goes today for Atlanta. 3.04 ERA this season, 1.74 ERA since the All-Star break, 1.54 ERA in September. Didn't face Milwaukee this season. His last three starts, 23 innings, only one earned run. I love his current form. I would lean to Atlanta in this game if I were to play a side. Meanwhile, Brandon Woodruff is on the bump today for Milwaukee. Excellent 2.56 ERA year to date. 2.32 ERA at home. Good home pitcher. Since the All-Star break, splits are a little shakier, though. 3.41 ERA post-All-Star break. September, ERA of 4.09. First start against Atlanta this year, five and a third innings, three runs. Last start against St. Louis, four innings, two runs, seven hits. Recent splits concern me. I bounce back and forth on this one between Atlanta and the under seven and a half. If I had to play a side, once again, I'd play Atlanta. I am going to still go the under, though. I'm going to play the under seven and a half 
today between Atlanta and Milwaukee. And then on the nightcap, Dodgers and Giants. What a game last night. 4 nothing for the Giants. Tonight, it's going to be a different story. Kevin Grossman starts for San Fran. 2.81 ERA year-to-date. 4.44 ERA post-All-Star break. His home ERA, not as impressive, but 3.46. He pitched 14 innings, gave up five runs this year against the Dodgers. His last two starts was impressive, though. He pitched 13 innings and gave up two runs. Meanwhile, Julio Arias goes for L.A., 2.96 ERA year-to-date. Very impressive number since the All-Star break with a 2.05 ERA and great road numbers this year with a 2.71 ERA. He's pitched 29 and a third innings against San Francisco, giving up 11 runs. That's a 3.40 ERA. But at Oracle Park in San Fran, he is 2-0 with a 2.11 ERA over 17 and a third innings. Last two starts, excellent form, 11 and a third innings, only one run. I give the pitching edge to L.A. today. I see some similarity here between Boston and L.A. Both won the wild card. Both get shut out in the first game of the playoffs. And then I think both will bounce back to win game two. The question on this one is, do I play the minus 110 on the money line or the plus 155 on the run line? Out of the eight playoff games so far, only one game has ended in a one-run total. With that being said, and that was, by the way, the Braves and the Brewers yesterday, a 2-1 game. That's the only finish that finished as a one-run baseball game. The other seven have been won by more than two, two or more. So today, we're going to go to the Dodgers. We're going to lay the one and a half at the plus 155. So your baseball plays again today. We're going Braves and the Brewers under the seven and a half. And then we're going to go juicy here with the Dodgers, minus one and a half on the run line, plus 155. So there's your card for Saturday. Good luck on the college football action. Ten plays. Sunday, seven plays in the NFL, and two baseball plays today. So as always, we tell you, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save 